0: Welcome cadets and captains to a brand new edition of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Josh. And this is a Star Trek podcast type program, where we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media. Uh, 100% of the time so far, it's been an episode of the show. We'll we'll do something different eventually. It's only been six years. Yeah, we did the movies first, which was dumb. Uh, Everything (laughs) we do is pretty bad, I think, but... (laughs) This is a bad show. <laughs> no, 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 don't turn it off. Don't turn it off.
1: <laughs> I saw patient.
0: you moving towards that X. <laughs> We're actually at the beginning of a brand new collection of episodes. The way the show works is that patrons of our program over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast got it in in under a minute. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our patrons... uh, suggest episode collections to us that all have a central theme that binds them from across the entirety of Star Trek media and uh, then they vote on uh, which one we watch and then we watch and review those episodes using the patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality which I'm sure I will over explain later just don't question it just believe in us Believe in the heart of the cards. <laughs> you ever watch that show? Yeah, it's horrible. I never, I, I never it. really watched it or got into it. I was, it's dumb as shit. When it came to the Fox Block or whatever it was called, the Fox yeah. Box, I, I, uh, I was more of a Digimon kid. Digimon. <laughs> I saw someone the other day that was like, "Yo, it might have been you." I was like, Digimon's actually cool." <laughs> oh no, I've always known Digimon's cool, baby. <laughs> Uh, we, we've started a brand new collection of episodes, Daruma's Cardi C collection. Cardi uh, <laughs> Episodes to introduce those lovable spoonheads to any discerning spacist. Oh, God, here we go. And uh, today we are going to be talking about TNG season four, episode 12 The Wounded. Yeah, it's a metaphor. Uh, it's about the wounds on the inside Yeah the, Those are the wounds you gotta really take care of And you uh, I guess I was about to say you don't even have to pay Into a corrupt medical system But I guess you do it's You just, do It's even more corrupt Because a lot of times you can't use insurance to pay for that shit Wow, thanks America Yeah, we're doing really great Best the, best, best healthcare in the world This is America Guns <laughs> in my a, area I got a strap <laughs> uh the teleplay of this episode was written by jerry taylor who you may know as the uh executive producer for the final season of the show and co-executive producer for several seasons before that way to go uh she wrote and co-wrote and rewrote a shit ton of episodes and uh, was also a production assistant on Star Trek Generations and Star Trek First Contact. This lady is balls deep in the Star Trek universe. Damn. And uh, you will put some respect on her name. Yeah, Um, we don't speak ill of Jerry. Speaking of putting respect on people's names, I'm about to not do that because this episode was directed by a man named Chip Chalmers. (laughs) Chip Chalmers! (laughs) Chip Chip Cheerio Chalmers! From the Connecticut Chalmers! And if you had uh, any doubt that this man deserves the name Chip Chalmers... Uh, he was a magician in Los Angeles before he started working in films. Does he know that he can use a different name, not his magic name, to be on the credits no. of the stuff he works on? Once you change your name to a magician name, you are bound by the laws of magics. Magic law says that's your name, if yeah. you If you ever use another name professionally, uh, gnomes will come out and rip your skin off. So. Yeah, how are the demons going to know when to take you? You do have to make a deal with Satan to be a Los Angeles stage magician. (laughs) Sell your soul at a mighty price. I mean, that's... Look, I'm not shitting on magicians, but that sounds like a depressing life. I mean, it depends on how famous you get. If you're doing, like, a show every... Like, two shows a week in Las Vegas or something, that could be different, but... Yeah. If you're playing kids' bar mitzvahs, there's a problem... I guess it's not, it's as depressing as, like, being podcast guys, right? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I was dancing around that subject, trying not to land on it, but... (laughs) I'm just gonna, you know, rip the band-aid off. Let's do it. Chip Cholmas was assistant director on Miami Vice, and later director. And, uh... He directed numerous episodes of television, including Melrose Place, Beverly Hills 90210, and uh, Seventh Heaven, starring You Know Who, who did You Know What. Yep. Look uh, it up. <laughs> he's, he's currently a teacher at Florida State University. Oh, is he, though? Is he, He's not allowed to talk about, like, anything. Um, page can't... not found. I'm going to guess he doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> there you go. They they watched his episodes of Star Trek yeah. and were like, nope, I'm kidding. This is a good episode. It's directed it's, fairly yeah. well as well. Yeah, this is a pretty good one. There's some, like, really awkward framing in the elevator, but besides that, I don't think... there's. Yeah, they don't, like, people don't stand like that in the elevator. <laughs> no. But you'd have to, I guess, to shoot it, right? Because... They're so used to like the over-the-shoulder one, you know. Don't yeah, the, break the, the one-two setup. Yeah, set yeah. Up. yeah. Uh, this episode was originally written by Stuart Charno, Sarah Charno, and Cy Chermack. Wh- hey, who how- all sound like <laughs> Mortal Kombat characters? <laughs> Sarah Charno,
1: Yo, Cy Chermack.
0: <laughs> Their babality is fucking sick. <laughs> you guys don't know about babalities, do you? Yeah, friendship. <laughs> um, This is what uh, I would call a writer's room special. <laughs> there, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen on this one. Yeah. And it turned out pretty yeah, decent, though. It turned out to be a pretty good episode. Spoiler for the yeah into this episode, I guess. We're not giving out numbers yet. You gotta stick around for numbers. You gotta stick around to get the jizz get what i mean the the cum (laughs) i mean the money (laughs) shots. that's it all right so (laughs) the it's been about a year since the um war between the federation and cardassia yeah Uh, which uh, we didn't know that was even happening no we don't see that at all this is this is one of the first episodes that cardassians even show up in i think it might be the first The Enterprise D uh, has headed to the Cardassian border to meet up with a Cardassian ship so that they can do some mapping surveys or something. Something boring. Some dumb shit. Some shit that you don't feel bad that we're missing out on when the plot happens. (laughs) But what about the mapping? It's like Boimler. (laughs) That's so fucking perfectly dead on, Boimler. (laughs) But I wanted to map systems. Well, but who's gonna map the system? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes off on some kind of crazy, like, like he commits like insurrection just yeah, to do just so the Yeah, so he can map, map the system. Yeah. That's an episode uh, for you. There you go. The last time Picard was here, he was on the USS Stargazer, and uh, he ended up in a uh, a bit of a kerfuffle mm. with a Cardassian ship. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a weird moment where he talks about having to regroup and run after his impulse engines and weapons are taken out and Troy is like, oh, that sounds so strange, that doesn't sound like you Captain And I'm like, what? Yeah. Also that's like it's like you were driving a Cadillac around and then you come across like a tank. yeah, like get the much. fuck out, man. The Cadillac it- sucks. Um, <laughs> man,'m I'm, I'm, I'm feeling nostalgic right now, right? Yeah. Because outside my window is a lawnmower going on. Oh, it's time, baby. I feel the nostalgia flowing through me. (laughs) It's the time of the year, baby. We're back, baby. (laughs) M-Class is back. (laughs) It's 4.20 today and there's a lawnmower. (laughs) Somebody got high and was like, wait, I could mow my lawn right now. I bet those M-Class nerds are doing the podcast. (laughs) There it
1: is. (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, but Picard's like I did. I did have to run away. Believe it. He narutos. He says believe it. Believe it. And then Riker goes, <laughs> "Nope, made up. We made it up. <laughs> Entirely false." Uh, Worf's like, of course, Worf says his one Worf line. Cardassians have no honor. Yep. Yep. And they should not be trusted. And Troy says her one line where she says, "Well, they're our allies now, so we have to trust them." Yeah, it sounds like a fucking bad idea. <laughs> trust is earned, not given. I'd say we'd make a Bruce Maxwell was right shirt, but we'll get oh my fucking. god, <laughs> it's gonna be that kind of collection. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I mean, he wasn't wrong. I mean, he does turn out that he was right at the end of the episode, <laughs> but uh, Whoops. down down in his quarters, which are like the idea that like lower ranked people sleep in like bunks along the walls is really funny, but it doesn't yeah. play out in other shows because fucking O'Brien and Keiko live in a mansion room. <laughs> Yeah, and they're eating, like, fucking, like, the most, like, delicacy-ass shit I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, they're having kelp buds, plankton loaf, and sea berries. That shit's, like, $300 at, like, a restaurant that's nice. Yeah, it's $300 and is two calories. Yep. (laughs) It's breakfast. and <laughs> She's like, it's very healthy. And O'Brien's, O'Brien's like, I want to eat some fucking pigtails and shit. Yeah, where's my pig intestines at? <laughs> where's my haggis? She's like, That's... for breakfast? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, what if I uh, I want to make you some food that I like? And she's like, I don't know. Your head looks like a potato. Yeah, you could maybe not do that. <laughs> The Irish aren't really known for their food. No, it's very true. The only thing that, man, if we had Irish listeners, I would I could piss them off so bad right now, but we yeah. don't, so I'll just say it anyway. The only good Irish food that ever came out of Ireland came out of New York City Irish people, and it's uh, corned beef and, and cabbage. Oh, yeah, corned beef, yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. And you guys didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, chalk up one up to America. There you go. Well, (laughs) uh, the Irish are notoriously like, you Americans aren't Irish. Stop calling yourself that. Yeah, they're mad about it. And the thing is that there are more Irish in the U.S. than there are, like, a hundred times over in Ireland. Yeah, well, you know, learn how to grow potatoes and they won't leave. That's true. I said it. That's true. (laughs) I, like... I love that historically, like, all the history books just decided uh, the Irish were incompetent and only grew one vegetable, and when they <laughs> yeah. couldn't grow it anymore, they all died and left. <laughs> the The English monarchy didn't do anything. Yeah, there wasn't, Link. like, a million other reasons why. It it's definitely happening. not because the yeah. English monarchy forced them to export every vegetable yeah. they ever made or anything. Yep. Uh, but he tells her that her his mother used to like make non replicated food, and she's like, "Oh my god, he she touched meat, gross!" And that's when O'Brien is like, "Yeah, you're gonna touch meat later." Well, she's the one who says that. Yeah, he's like, "I'll make you something special," and she's like, "Well, I might make something special for you too." And that's where my Miley comes But <laughs> What does she say? I don't know. I I'm didn't like, write this. Thanks, Chip Chalmers, or whatever the fuck your name is. Yeah, that was a rewrite by Chip Chalmers. He's like, this, this scene needs to be sexier. Make her say my butt. <laughs> Keiko's actress is like, I don't know. I don't like this, uh, this choice we made here. I don't know. Say it. It's it's the early it's the late '80s or early '90s. I could destroy you. Like <laughs> your career's over if you don't say it. Uh, but a red alert happens, and O'Brien runs off to his station, which I assume is the transporter. <laughs> yeah, he goes off to the transporter room to stand there. <laughs> he runs off to do uh, a couple pages of O'Brien at work, <laughs> which look up if you've never read it. It's so absolutely good. hilarious. So good. Uh, a Cardassian ship has arrived and is opening fire. And the ship, uh, the shields are standing up, sustained secondary hull, whatever. Blah blah blah. Uh, Jordy's <laughs> like, a power coupling is down, so you know shit's fucked. <laughs> now, none of this means anything, but it's fucked. Things are getting bad. <laughs> no, they are fine. They're getting they're just getting like spitballed over. Yeah, here. pretty much. It's uh, like just short, like little glancing blows and shit. Uh, the Cardassian ship is firing, and Picard's like, "All right, they won't answer our hails. Shoot them with our guns." Yeah, and uh, they fuck that ship up so fast. Yeah, it's like they put on like IDDQD, and this <laughs> this becomes like a plot point later when the Cardassians talk about the fact that their first generation ships are no match for the Federation. Yeah, there's. Yeah, they don't have like the Galler class yet, or the Keldons. That's the one. I think it's. I think it's Keldons. Keldons are the big ones. Yeah. Um. But Picard is like. Uh, they finally answer the hel- hail, and we met Gul not Ducat. Not Ducat. Yeah. Or Gul do not. Ah. <laughs> I was trying to think of uh, like a Kirk and Burke for him, right? Gul do not. Gul do not. Uh, is gull masset, and he's got the dumbass fucking Cardassian helmet that they wear for a while. Yeah, what's up with that? It doesn't do anything. It's like a football face mask that looks dumb. <laughs> I, th- you know what's strange? I feel like at a certain point, that everyone who was working on sci-fi during the '90s played Star Fox. You think, and they all decided that the little like Dragon Ball Z scouter. We didn't have Dragon Ball Z yet in the early nineties. Yeah, but they yeah. decided the scouter that they wear needed to be in everything because the um, the Vorta used them in these Space Vorta, Nine. Yeah, that they don't have view screens. They use the the they s- use the, scouters. Yeah. Which is like dumb as shit. Yes, it's bad. Like, why wouldn't you want everyone to see what was happening? Like, that's Uh, dumb. Well, the they don't want the the workers getting uppity. I guess they they don't. God, first you let them see what's going on, then they're gonna want their rights. Oh my god, they're gonna unionize if we have screens. (laughs) We can't have that shit. Fast forward. Fast forward to all the screens for checkouts at Walmart being taken out. Oh, but shit, uh, the Cardassian's like, yeah, um, a Federation ship destroyed a science station. And Picard's like, what? No, that what? couldn't happen. He says, what, dog? What you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? That's what, what he says. What you talking about, Not Ducat? And <laughs> Golbisset's like, I never liked that show. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody did. That's no. what Riker says. <laughs> Picard's like yes, of course. No one no one no. liked it. That's one thing we can agree on, you spoonhead. <laughs> oh my god, it is that type of collection. I put it in the na- I put it in the fucking description. Of course it is. Uh, I think I updated mclasspodcast.com, by the way. Everybody go check it out. And there are little bios of both of us, and I think I called Josh a, a spacist in it yeah well I mean the Cardassians man like here's the thing <laughs> here's, the th- here's the thing about Cardassians here's the thing about them like I really like the guy who's like wants to be friends with O'Brien later like yeah, he's really I feel bad sweet for that sweet boy guy, yeah. actually. but like my god the Cardassians are assholes man yeah they're always taking our jobs yeah <laughs> they're always taking our neutral zone that's true that's true facts Fucking <laughs> an anti Cardi podcast. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> the Cardi C collection. That's a great. It's been Daruma has put this collection up. I think four times, and it finally and it just won. now won. It's a great collection. Damn. Um, but he's like, I'll talk to Starfleet. I'll call Starfleet Daddy and find out. <laughs> just give me an hour, and he's like, you have one hour. Yeah. He's like, uh, well, if we keep firing each other, I'm going to rip your shithole open. So, <laughs> Very unlike Picard to say that, yeah. but he does. And Golmaset goes, gulp. Gulp, Macet. Gulp, <laughs> He's like, I'll give you an hour. Uh, Picard calls Admiral Hayden, and Hayden's like, yeah, it was the USS Phoenix, man. As Captain Benjamin Maxwell. And Picard's like, yeah. Ben Maxwell? I used a shortened version of his name, so that means I know him. How could that yeah. be him? He's one of Starfleet's finest captains, as is everybody I talk about, because yeah. it would be a professional discourtesy to say otherwise. <laughs> I'm a fan of the fact that there was a little bit of Reese's in there. <laughs> Yo, you think Patrick Stewart should play Reese's? That would live be action? amazing. He would be amazing at it. Um, He's amazing at everything. He played shit in that One Emoji movie, and he did great. (laughs) I've never seen it, but... I never did either. But uh, the the problem is Ben Maxwell is out here in the Phoenix. He's destroying shit, and Hayden's like, Look, uh, whatever you gotta do, dog. Yeah, this is bad. This is a bad scene. Like we we lost so much at Wolf Three Five Nine. Not saying it's your fault or anything. Even though, (laughs) even though here we are. So I want you to take the Cardassian a little bit of a delegation, have them come along. And I'm not saying to murder Benjamin Maxwell, but if you gotta, you're really good at it. We saw that at Wolf Three Five Nine. Just saying, just Just saying, saying, just that's a compliment. Take it as a compliment. Take that as a constructive compliment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hard, uh brings Gulmaset and two aides on board the ship. Uh, a traitorous bastard and a sweet, sweet boy who just wants to make friends. You can tell which one's which because sweet, sweet boy has his eyes are wide open to the world, his, right? His uh, yeah. I forgot the one that was wide open. Temba, his his Temba, arms, his open. arms open. Yeah, Temba and was, other guys all like like a like a like a. Slicky, like snake man literally whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like he looks like you know like a cardassian would you know like a sneaky bastard like a cardassian like, like a stabby in the back sneaky man you know like uh like a cardassian would the <laughs> card's like uh the cardassians are our guests you know, treat them like they're uh, your friends or whatever, and Worf's like, well, I'm going to put guards up in our sensitive areas if that's cool. Yeah, and... Uh, Riker's uh, like, yeah. uh, yes. Yeah, Picard's also like... Yes, do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart. <laughs> Actually, that's smart. Good job, Mr. Wolf. Data has one line in this episode. He's like, Oh, Chief, he's in it? He's like, Chief O'Brien served toward the USS Rutledge as tactical officer under Commander Benjamin Maxwell, or Captain. Oh, yeah. Captain Picard asks him to, like, fa- like, check it, right? And he goes, Computing, or whatever. Yeah. He's like, Checking, or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, Yep, yep. Uh, but he sends Riker and Troy to meet the guests and says uh, he wants to meet with O'Brien soon. Uh, It seems like it would be like a little bit of a slap in the face for the captain not to meet a delegation from another ship that includes a captain. Yeah, it kind of feels a little like purposeful, I think. I guess my question is what is Picard doing that's keeping him from doing this? He's like, I gotta hit the head. I'll be back. I, I think it's like like you said, I think it's a little bit of a you know, eh. Picard's playing mind games. I'll get around to it. Yeah, whatevs. Oh shit, Picard, the most whatevs of captains, of course. Yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> always like whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it. You know how it is. That's where the famous whatevs maneuver comes in. <laughs> the Cardassians. I'll beam on board. Riker and Troy introduce themselves, and Massette introduces his aides mm mm-hmm. darrow and Glenn tele glen is like commander yeah although i don't i don't know if it's ever used outside of tng they use it in some of the games i know that okay. it sounds familiar to me but but it's uh, very rare that you hear it Riker introduces o'brien to him there's a really great scene that i think should happen more often with troy right yeah. Where O'Brien gives like a little curt nod to them. And when they escort them out of the room, Troy kind of like slows down and looks yeah. back at O'Brien. Yeah, that's a really cool, like, like she's like uneasy about yeah, that. Like, like yeah. she feels his, like, hate, his his burning hatred inside. She's yeah. like looking at him like, oh my god. And he, like, looks away from her really fast. Yeah, she feels his completely justifiable hate for this entire race of people. Yeah, hating an entire race of people (laughs) is fine as long as it's (laughs) Cardassians. I don't understand racism at all. I think it's a horrible practice, except against Cardassians. I'm not racist, but technically spacist. Yep, yep. (laughs) <laughs> are Carnassians really a race though <laughs> not not if o'brien has anything to say about it <laughs> are Carnassians really people though when you get down to it i mean scientifically oh god <laughs> okay Shit. before we go any further with this joke i think we should take a quick yeah, commercial we, break we are kidding it's a joke this is all a joke uh except this commercial break which will be starting right about now
1: after these messages,
0: we'll be right back. Get this! At school I found this magic lamp, and I wished for Disney's Aladdin for my Sega Genesis. It's like the movie! I got to battle sword-flashing thieves, and nasty palace guards, and ride a flying carpet. And I still have two more wishes.
1: <laughs> Prove it! <laughs> Sega Genesis, and Disney's Aladdin game cartridge, each sold separately.
0: Welcome back to our completely non-racist, fully liberal Star Trek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sarcastic, but it's no, pretty true. It's, we're pretty big lib cucks. Yeah, it's um, pretty true. <laughs> Where was I talking about this episode of The Wounded? Oh, uh, Ben the- Maxwell's shooting ships. Yeah, He's the Car- the Cardassians are on board, and they have a little meeting with the senior staff. And Jordy's like, we can we can search ten light years, one sector a day. Yeah. And Gulmaset is like, uh, I don't think the ship is going to be in that sector anymore. I just don't think that's a thing. And Riker is already fed up with this shit? <laughs> He's, like, so sick of this at uh, this mission. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to do this mission. He's like, uh, it seemed like starting where it was last seen was a good idea. <laughs> he knows, though. He knows there's something up, right? I mean, there always is with those Cardassians. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it this time. <laughs> But uh like, you know, why would you use your everything that's at your disposal in order to find one of your own ships? I just don't believe it. Yeah, it doesn't And I mean that's a good point. Uh any any like less enlightened society, like the Cardassians for instance, uh wouldn't (laughs) do such a thing. (laughs) Yeah, well, like, they. Why would, like, why would another Federation ship go looking for this ship? It's true. And the thing is, like, if this would have been, like, Cisco or Janeway, I don't think they would have been using all their efforts to find this ship. I feel like they would have been investigating Golmaset's people more. I feel like that's why they, Starfleet, picked Picard, because he's, like, the most idealistic, perfect human boy, right? Like, true. Of course he's not gonna, like,. I don't know. It's a really good point, though. Like, do you set aside, like, on the ground reality for this high, higher ideal? Uh, You know, I don't know. That's true. I don't know what I would do either, honestly. Like, I'd like to think that I would be more like Picard in the situation, but like, I don't know. I feel like I would be far more Cisco in that type of situation. He is told by Admiral Hayden, though, like, no, we cannot afford another war because. We're not ready for that That's shit. That's true. Right. I mean, Cisco will gas a planet on a dime, though, so he didn't I mean, give a fuck. He, he asked permission first. That's true.
1: And Everybody like, forgets you know about
0: that, that. Like, Starfleet was like, yeah, I gas him. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. World War One tactics? Yes. Yeah, put some mustard on that shit. <laughs> Condiment it up, you know what I mean? They, they wink, wink, him. wink. Wink, wink, wink. Wink emojis through the wink. computer. <laughs> it's it's just a it's little, little spaceship. scrolling down the scene the screen. Wink emoji, wink emoji, wink emoji. It's like a little a little spaceship with an explosion emoji with a <laughs> wink and then a mustard next to it. Hot dog. But you know, Picard like talks him down, he's like, you know, we, we'll you're getting the reports just as they come in, nothing edited, nothing withheld. Yeah. And Golem says, like, alright, fine. Uh, I love the editorializing on the Memory Alpha sometimes. Oh, good. This says, Riker looks at Picard with undisguised admiration for how skillfully he handled the Cardassians in that tense moment. I mean, why don't they just write, like, Riker's lips were wet with dick-suck saliva? <laughs> like, Man, you're the next Stephanie Meyer, I think, with that... <laughs> His lips were wet with dick-suck saliva. That, like, deep, dark, tortured sexuality you're writing there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I gotta write my story soon for next week's prose. Uh, oh, fuck, so. that's true. I forgot we're a week behind. Yeah. Shit. It's my fault. Sorry. Well, good job. Um, <laughs> hey, at least I'm not Cardassian. That's true. A Cardassian would put us two weeks behind. Uh, ju- yeah. <laughs> Trying to screw in a light bulb. yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Chief O'Brien gives his report about Maxwell and, uh... He's like, Maxwell's the greatest guy ever, man. The sloppiest yeah. toppy you've ever had in your whole life. His lips, too, were wet with <laughs> dick-suck saliva. Picard's like, hmm. I understand that Maxwell lost his entire family in a Cardassian raid on setlick 2. And O'Brien's like, no, 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 no. not have anything he, to do with it. It's he fine. He wouldn't have the Yeah, he's not... That's not I'm what like, he's mad about. He's like, does that have anything to do with it? He's like, no, 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 That's neither here nor there. Like let's... Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> but Goldmissette's like, well, it's obvious he's acting out of vengeance. And O'Brien's like, you fucking dirty spoonhead. Yeah. He's like, I didn't say that. Ah! He's all pi- He's pissed. Picard's like, enough, children. I'll turn this fucking bus around. I swear it. Yeah. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Do not, say, Gold. Do not says I'll see you in the next series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna change my name and fuck your life up. I like to think that this is Gold Ducat, and they just give him a fake name. Like in my he's head, he's wearing canon, a fake mustache. Yeah, he's sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, General's sideburns, McDucat over here, getting ready for the Civil War battle. <laughs> I like to think that uh, w- this goes with Ferengi as well. But, like, with Cardassians, like, every third Cardassian just looks like Mark Alimo. <laughs> this is, now this is somehow even more uh, like, ev- Every, like, fourth or fifth Ferengi yeah. looks ex- exactly like Armin Shimmerman, because they just play all of them. <laughs> it's kind of like redheads, right? Like, every fourth or fifth redhead looks like another redhead. I mean, if your, uh, like, comment sections on YouTube videos and Twitter have anything to say about it, that's yeah. true. <laughs> said something to me today they were like why are you this and it's just like kind of a redhead that kind of looks like me and i'm like yeah i don't know because i have red hair i guess i don't know i don't know i feel like when people at, at least when i see it show someone and they're like oh this looks like you it's like a, a fairly handsome irish gentleman almost every time yeah when people are like this looks like you it's some like decrepit old fucker with glasses yeah <laughs> it's just some fuck with glasses yeah uh, I got a lot of that. I got that a lot more when I had hair. People uh, just say I look like the guy who does, uh, and I agree with them. I look like the guy on TikTok who does a bunch of videos about uh, music history. He tells stories about music history. A guy Is guy you. The guy looks like I have a really tall head. <laughs> it's just true. And You're like Kiati Mundi. Like if you grab, yeah, exactly. It just goes straight up into a fucking cone head. Cone head. But if you took my head and squashed it down to where it's like a short head, <laughs> it, it looks just like me. <laughs> short head. But I got tall head, he got short head. Short head, tall head, spoon heads. We're hitting up all the fucking You <laughs> got all races. the heads yeah. in here. All of it. You fucking tall heads. <laughs> um, but the they located the phoenix, so Golmsek shut the fuck up. I like how he's like how do you know where it is like does that now isn't that where he's like how do you how have you it's not I don't think so He's horny about their sensors. But Picard like, goes to the bridge, and the two Glens go with O'Brien and the turbo lift. That's right. And one of uh, Darrow is like, "Hey, O'Brien, you want to be best friends forever? I would love to learn more yeah. about technology and stuff, and like share information with you because I I just love people." And he's a really nice guy. And O'Brien's like, like, like "Look, shove it up your fucking ass. Shove it up your two assholes, which I'm assuming you have." If my captain tells me that I have to spend time with a bloody Cardi... And the guy, like, literally, like, fucking jolts backwards when he says Cardi. Like, you can't fucking believe it. Yeah, it's the hard C. And then O'Brien, like, glares at him, never breaks eye contact as he's leaving the turbo lift, and then he smacks his ass cheek. That's so weird. I was like, this is fucked. What is Is this, like, sexual intimidation? What's happening? (laughs) He <laughs> He does the British finger which is the the thumb, right? Is it the thumbs up or what no, what's the the two fingers that they Oh, would, if it's um yeah. It's a peace sign backwards. That's right because they would cut their fingers off for the archery. Yeah. This is I'm sure that's not true, but that's it, it is a fuck you. No, they yeah, they would they cut their fingers off like if if you were caught being an archer. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true. It's probably like and shields. That's how you, it's probably true. That's <laughs> We're not getting into that right now. <laughs> We're not getting into that. Picard's like, set, uh, set a course for Sector 21505. And they say that a million times. 21505. That's, that's where I live. And uh, they're going to rendezvous with the Phoenix. But the Phoenix is not answering any hails. Hmm. Masset's like, you know, this is where Masset's like, how yeah. do you know exactly where they're at, and do you have the ship's transponder codes? Can we get them? Yeah, which is like, not a great ask. No, <laughs> like, it's like, hey, like, can we yeah. have the ability to completely hack the ship and be yeah. able to destroy it in one shot? Yeah, not not really super great. Yeah, because like, no, like. This could make war happen if you yeah, just if you is, do this. So this we need is to, a bad idea. We need to work on this. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Ah, you're being a bitch, Picard, but alright. All your right. ship. This, this is totally not what mean, definitely not Gold Dukat would do. <laughs> <laughs> he calls and he's like, I got gold massette here, and they're like, Who? Oh, 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 right, oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, okay. right, 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 <laughs> right. Uh, the enterprise- set in the in Cardassian means like fake name. Or something. <laughs> it's Alan Smithy. <laughs> it's yeah. but John Doe. Um, the enterprise is on en route to sector 21505. So O'Brien gives Keiko a potato casserole. So, yeah, of course he does. I like how she's like, what are these little black things? <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it. Capers. And I was like, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, capers are good. I don't even think I know what a caper is. What is a caper? A caper is a delicious, uh, like, little... I don't know what type of vegetable it is. Capers but come from a prickly bush called Caparis spinosa that grows wild across the Mediterranean parts of Asia. Yeah, so, they're flower buds is what I was thinking of. Okay. They're used. Okay. They're used. Uh, basically, you just put them on top of stuff, and they're like when you bite into them, it's like a little salty little pop. Oh, it's almost <laughs> it's almost like um like a sea salt kind of pop, even though oh. it's like a vegetable. That kind of sounds good. I don't I don't think I've ever had it. It's it's pretty delicious. I'm not gonna lie to you. I only yeah. had it because it was in um, the box meal that hasn't sponsored us yet that we get. You only had it because you're Irish as shit, yeah. and you love capers. I I don't know if capers is an Irish thing, but if it is, fuck yes. Apparently it's from the Asian parts of Me- the Mediterranean, so it's pretty not Irish, I would think. How the fuck did O'Brien learn about that? He doesn't know anything outside of Ireland. Yeah, I- Irish <laughs> people don't know anything about other food. Um... He starts humming a song from his days on the Rutledge, which is apparently called uh, "The Minstrel Boy," which is yeah. Uh, anyway, um, he, yeah, he starts singing the Asokan Farewell from <laughs> every episode of, uh, of Ken Burns Civil War. <laughs> uh, he's talking about uh, it's a song that Maxwell liked. It's like a battle song about like. Uh, War and victory and justice, yeah. or whatever, and it's just like war fucking sucks and everyone yep. dies. And, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh,
1: war fucking
0: sucks and everyone <laughs> dies. You should write a country song. He's talking about like when he was in the war, how much it uh, sucked and everyone died. He kind of glosses over it though. Like he doesn't want to tell his wife yeah. like the real the real ass shit, right? He's like, even in the conference room today, there were people who still don't like Cardassians. He doesn't mention that he's the one that he's talking about. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, I don't understand that. Even though the war's over, that there's still hatred towards them like that. He doesn't understand himself. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting how. In touch with himself, O'Brien is like he, he's sort of externalizing himself yeah. right now, like placing it on. I'm guessing he's talking about Riker, yeah. Um, maybe Jordy as well, the way he was acting, but like, um, the one who hates the Cardassians the most in the room is him, like, yeah. He's like refusing to even work with them unless he's told to. Jordy was giving him the stink visor for sure. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> That's it's not that type of collection. I was um, waiting for that. <laughs> Keiko, he's like, uh, Keiko's like, well, how do you feel about the Cardassians? He's like, I feel fine about them.
1: Yeah, and, Ke- and like Keiko what, gives her, him a look yeah. like
0: bullshit, yeah. but I believe it. His wifely intuition is like, mm, I don't think so, dude. I don't know about that butt anymore, dude. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let you eat my butt later if you lie to me about how you are you, you gonna hate lie Cardassian. to me about your racism? <laughs> <laughs> if you can't love a Cardassian, how are you gonna love my butt? Oh, this is true. Uh, this mm-hmm. is the where massette's like asking about transponder codes because like they uh, are in hot pursuit of the Cardassian supply ship. And then like he's like, Oh, how the fuck can you read the transponder code of a Cardassian ship? Yeah, he says they're Yeah, like he if knows the card's what like, ship uh, is. hail the Phoenix. See what Not you can get. Yeah. And uh, Massette's like, What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, but no one answers on the Phoenix. And he's like, "Look, my warships can intercept that ship faster than the Enterprise. If we don't do this, then the um, supply ship is going to be destroyed." Mm -hmm. So Picard's like, "Mister Worf, relay the prefix codes of the Phoenix." Yeah, Worf's like, "Captain," and he's like, "We have no choice." And Worf, you see it on his face for like a full like maybe five seconds. He is thinking about mutinying. He doesn't want to do it at all. Yeah. Yeah, he is thinking about refusing his orders. Well, think about a Klingon like having to do like that's insane for yeah. a Klingon, right? Like And that shows his deep devotion to Picard as a captain that yeah. he does stand down. Yeah, man. Cuz like he there's this and like Worf is always he's like a uh, Michael Dorn is a great actor, face yeah. actor especially. Yeah. Because you can see that flashing through his eyes, and you can see him finally just coming to the realization that he has to. There's man. no choice. Yeah, doesn't matter. Warp. They fuck him up anyway. They they don't even need the fucking. Yeah. They don't need it. They don't need any help. <laughs> yeah. The Cardassian warship gets fucked. Yeah, like, they it, have the transponder code. They can shoot through the shields now. Yeah, it doesn't even matter, man. And I guess this is supposed to show that Maxwell is, like, a fucking amazing tactical captain because he outmaneuvers them and shoots photon torpedoes and kills them. I love the little Atari-ass fucking sound effects we get. Yeah. On the display. <laughs> the little dots. Picard's like, well, is the supply ship armed and Masset's like, uh, it's very lightly not it's no match for a nebula class yeah i love the nebula class it looks cool it is a cool little hot rod of a ship it's the little squat looking yeah but i do lo- my favorite moment in the episode is like uh data's like the phoenix is firing on the the nope. ship has been destroyed it's destroyed <laughs> yep. that was fucking fast <laughs> Masets, that warship had a crew of 600 and the supply Rip. ship carried 50 yeah but they were just Cardassians oh so my like God. What, what does that equate to like actual lives we're, we're not gonna make the joke you were headed towards there that's... No, we're, we are not making that joke <laughs> <laughs> that's, we that's were fucking careening in the speed bus <laughs> towards the cliff And I yanked that fucking steering
1: wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man.
0: It just goes to show you how ridiculous it all is, though, right? It's true. It's all fucking... Like, racism is so fucking stupid, baseless, horseshit. Made-up fantasy shit. Yeah. Picard is (laughs) like, uh, accelerate to warp nine. We have to get there now. And Massette leaves. He's, like, fully, like, he's haunted by what he's just seen. Gull Ducat. I mean, Gull (laughs) Masset. Gull John Doe. Gull fake name here. But uh, Picard finally gets to talk to O'Brien about this. And uh, he's like, what do you think of Maxwell? And of course, uh, O'Brien's like, ah, he's the best ever. I love him. Yeah, he's my dad. I love him so much. I want to kiss him on the mouth. He's my second dad. Second only to you, new dad. That's Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and Picard, again, is like, how did Maxwell take it when his family was killed? And O'Brien's like, ah, oh, he's perfectly fine. It totally was just a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. He, he still joked and had a great time. He's the model Starfleet officer. He didn't miss a moment's duty. He ne- he would never act on vengeance, ever. And sure. I think the Cardassians are up to something. You should be investigating them, not Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. Picard's like, uh, he has killed almost 700 people, so... Yeah, he's killed a lot. Of and O'Brien's Man. like, "Wow, that's fucked up." Anyway, you should investigate those Cardis. He's like, "Wow, that sucks." Anyway, he had to have had a good reason <laughs> for it, yeah, which is like wild, Wow, right? like, fucked up. O'Brien, Jesus. <laughs> Card has this great little line here where he says, "If you, if someone's been angry for a long, long time, yeah, then you live in it. You get so used to it. Mm-hmm. You get so comfortable with it that." Sometimes you become blind to that hatred and what you do because of it. Yep, it's classic Picard. And O'Brien like watches him leave with like a confused look on his face, and he turns around, and you can see the sort of dawning realization of what he's done. Yeah, it's him. He's talking about him, not just Maxwell. Exactly. Yep. O'Brien finally does what uh, us Irish do best and heads the ten forward for a drink (laughs) he drank. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, Glenn Darrow shows up to the bar and, um, he's like, oh, I apologize for my previous behavior on the turbo lift. Can I sit with yeah. you? Yeah. Dara's like, you know, I can't wait to get back to my ship either. This hasn't been easy on me. And O'Brien's like, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. And then O'Brien's like, you remember the set massacre? Glendara, <laughs> Glendara, like shifts eyes like, uh, we're going to talk about it? <laughs> uh, just so I say, no? <laughs> yeah. He's, he tells that he was sent there to uh, reinforce a garrison and most everybody was dead. And Glendara says that was a terrible mistake. Hmm. We were told that it was being used as a launch site for a massive strike against them. Mm, terrible mistake, one that got repeated on Bajor many times, too. Ah, what a, who cares about Bajorans, though, right? I'm mm, just saying. O'Brien was with a group of women and children when two Cardassian soldiers burst in. He stunned one, was jumped by the other, and uh, he dropped his phaser when he got yeah. jumped. And a woman tossed him another phaser, and he fired. And it was and on maximum. The dude... Fucking disintegrated into nothingness before him. Honestly, man, that's the way to do it. I mean, like, if I'm gonna get shot, I would rather disintegrate yeah. into nothingness than have to die slowly from a bullet wound. This reminds me of that part in Saving Private Ryan when that Nazi kills the Jewish uh, guy Adam Adam Goldberg who's yeah. playing the Jewish uh, GI, and it's like, oh my, it's so horrible, it's to horrific. Watch. Absolutely it's, horrific. It's, like, traumatizing to watch. Yeah. Like, And it reminds me like, of, like, how just, like, dirty and hellish, like, war is, right? Like, Yeah, we keep doing it. We keep doing it. We never learn our lesson. Well, at least at least the Cardassian guy got vaped and, like... Yeah, that's, I don't a, know. that's you, a better way, I guess. Do you feel but it? Like, do you even feel, I guess you do, but... I don't know. It depends on... What type of phaser it is, really? Like, I mean, you got the the, yeah. the the captain who shoots himself in the movie. Oh yeah, and he's like, <laughs> what? If, what? If, <laughs> and like, you have like the 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 Jem'Hadar use that like anti coagulating shit. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. That's uh that's against the Space Geneva Convention, I believe. Space Geneva Convention, nice. yeah. But O'Brien's like, I've never killed anything before. Like when I was a kid, I worried about swatting a mosquito. Yeah. And I watched a man die at my own hands. Yeah. He gets up and he says, It's not you I hate Cardassian. I hate what I became because of you. Yeah. Which That's is really, like Yeah. It's deep, perhaps misses the point a little, but a little, he's, a little. he's misguided. That's what we know about O'Brien. His his opinion of Cardassians doesn't turn around entirely he doesn't really learn the error of his ways until a good ways into Deep Space Nine yeah he's still like really fucking leery of Cardassians except I find it interesting that he accepts the the job on DS9 knowing that he's going to have to deal with Cardassia right I mean that is true In some ways, you could argue, like, maybe subconsciously he knows he's gonna have to fight them again, right? Like, maybe he's looking for it. Maybe he is! Exactly, exactly. Because he's still blaming Cardassians for what became of him, right? Yeah. He, you made me become this. It could be a revenge thing. Yeah. Uh, somebody blew my mind in one of the discords. It may have been the M-class Discord when they pointed out that Deep Space Nine is an O'Brien spinoff. Yeah, it, it's it very much is. <laughs> it's right. It's true. I, I, I like O'Brien. On both shows, I don't think there's any difference between his character in both shows. To be honest, I think he's the same guy, very consistent, pretty much, yeah. the, as opposed to Worf, who becomes an entirely different character on Deep Space Nine. The only thing he learns is uh, that there's a train outside now. Good. The only thing he learns is that uh, he's allowed to just be homoerotic with a man every yeah, now and then, he, who he loves more than his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Keiko's kinda mean, so. She can be, she can be. Although O'Brien can be dumb as fuck. Miles, why are you wearing your shoes? O'Brien, the thing is, like, if she's like Miles, why are you wearing your shoes? Instead of being like, What? What are you talking about? My O'Brien's like, You're always telling me about my fucking shoes! They're my shoes, woman! (laughs) I didn't do shit! I I didn't didn't do do shit! <laughs> I didn't state shit! Oh, is that how you. That's how it's going That's what it is! That's how it is! You could wear the shoes because they don't got soles no more! <laughs> that's a cleverer joke than it deserved. That was really good. Holy fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, they find Tella, or Tell, I don't remember. Uh, the, the other guy, the other Glenn. Yeah. Has Sneaky snake He's been sneaky snaking to study mm-hmm. the ship's weapon systems on a computer terminal. And he's like, no, 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 no. I was just checking the efficiency of their computer system. They had fucking Windows XP on this thing. And I was like, whoa, this is the perfect operating system. We only have Windows 98. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Masset's like, you shouldn't have been looking at them in the first place. Yeah. You're confined to your quarters. This is where I'm like, did he send him to do that, and is only yelling at him because oh, he got yeah, caught? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that might right? be your spacism speaking. But I mean, but that's that's how brilliant this episode is, right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, oh man, like, am I imagining that? Am I a racist? You know what yeah, I mean? Am, do I hate disgusting spoonheads? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't hate that they're disgusting spoonheads. I hate that they made me hate them. I hate, it's I their hate fault that they made that me look them. at them. None Uh, of them can even do the neck trick. Oh, no. Um, They meet in Picard's ready room, Massette and him, and uh, Picard's like, Ah, it's fine. And (laughs) Massette's like, I wouldn't be uh, so open and understanding if I was in your position. Yeah, and and- Picard's like, well, that's the difference between my society and yours, which Uh-oh. is a totally backwards, idiot society. Oh God! What am I reading too much into that? Am I? I don't know. If you're saying the truth, you're saying the truth. <laughs> but, uh- <laughs> um, oh man, he's Picard's like, well, you know, I need to. I'll do whatever it takes to avoid war. You know, like uh, you have to take things in stride in that way, and understanding has to be the way forward. Yeah. And Missette's like, uh, I'm not a man who craves war, and I'm starting to see that you're not either. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't Only, buy it either. Here's the thing, though, right? Do I not buy it because he's Gold Ducat, the actor is Gold Ducat, or am I not buying it because I'm racist? That's a good question. Mark, Mark Lemo plays like a really really good ass bad guy is the Mark, thing. Yeah, he is so good as Do- Golducot. It almost ruins. He cannot play a good guy. No. He can he can't. <laughs> it's really it's uh Wild to me that there are two sides of the same coin in Deep Space Nine with Gul Dukat and Kai Wen. Where yeah. They're both like, incredibly evil characters, but like you love to see Gul Dukat show up and you yeah. cringe when Kai Wen shows up. There's a point when I get tired of Dukat when he starts to lose his mind oh, completely. Yeah, that's very At that true. point, I'm like, okay, this guy's like a fucking psycho. Well, like, he's he's losing what made him a good character. Yeah. is what it is. Yeah, because he used to be cunning and smart, yeah. right? And now he's... Like, when him and uh, Cisco are... Where are they? They're, like, trapped somewhere, right? Yeah. And Cisco's hurt. And Cisco's like, you're fucking insane, man. Pretty like, much. And yeah. he is. It's true. Well, the yeah. thing is, they become... Like, Kai, Wen. You hate to see her, I do, anyway. Because she's, like, yeah, a religious too. fanatic exactly. job, And she's so, like, hypocritical. And, like... Yeah. She's so demeaning with the way she's she talks so to people. She's so Republican. That actress fucking 10 out of 10 great villain. Yep. And every time she plays a villain. Um, Nurse Ratchet, Absolutely. And <laughs> um, Gold Dukat becomes a religious fanatic towards the end of the show as well, and I don't want to see him anymore. And I kind of cringe yeah. when he shows up. <laughs> yeah, when Zee All dies, spoiler alert, uh, uh, he he like loses it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He becomes a adherent of the paw race, and I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm well over hearing about the fucking prophets and the anti-profits and the fucking religious codes and (laughs) (laughs) tired of that shit yeah man i I get it but uh (laughs) they find the phoenix they'll intercept in 22 minutes good and uh once they establish communication maxwell's like yeah i'll be sure hell yeah yeehaw let's meet up boys (laughs) <laughs> you want to have a hoedown? I don't know why I'm doing this. We got an email like that. We'll oh, did How um, do we? Oh, we do. Yeah. Riker. Like Riker's like welcome aboard. Like he's kind of leery, and Maxwell's like, ah, Riker, thanks for what you did with the Borg. We owe you one. Yeah. And Riker's like, uh, thanks. Like yeah. shakes his hands. Yeah, <laughs> he's like really. Weirdly chipper. He's like, he's a very affable man for a guy who just murdered yeah. 750 people. Speaking of another actor who plays great villains, this oh, guy. Oh, yeah, this guy does play villains quite a lot. Old Gunty. Old <laughs> Gunt. Bob Gunton. Ugh. What a name. Yeah. You you know, you can change your name when you become an actor, right? Yeah, I don't think Gunt meant what it did back when he started, right? I don't think you're going to run into the trouble of someone else having the name Bob Gunton or whatever. No, that's pretty uh, the SEO on that name. (laughs) (laughs) Really?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But he's like, oh, Brian, I didn't know you were on here. You know, this guy's the greatest guy and I love him. Yeah, He could fucking do whatever. He's the best tactical officer ever even though he's not an officer. He's like, "Uh, I'd like to talk to the captain. We have a lot to talk about. And Riker's like uh, yeah. Yeah, no shit. And Maxwell even winks at O'Brien when he leaves. Yeah, it's, uh, it's they have like a little Irish racism moment with like Ben Maxwell hashtag oh, Irish Lives Matter too. Oh no, because because he I says he has a a silver tongue. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's got the silver tongue of the he Irish. Kissed the he, stone, yeah, he says it in like a really stupid yeah. fake Irish accent as well. Yeah, like. Which, I guess he kissed the Blarney Stone, right? He like, kissing the stone, Harvey! Yeah, yeah. and I it, it just get, like, a little bit of a, like... It's cleverly done, because it's, like, they're, they're sort of in on this, like, special club, right? Yeah. Like, uh, O'Brien and Maxwell are kind of buddy-buddying, and using, like, their heritage to kind of hate on another heritage, right? Like oh, which to, is very apropos. Yes, yes. <laughs> um but Maxwell talks to Picard, he's like, Look, the Cardassians are rearming. The science station I blew the fuck up and killed everyone aboard, military yeah. supply port. Yep. And Picard's like, throughout the whole conversation he's like, Okay, where's the proof?
1: Where's the information? I love information? this. I
0: love this. <laughs> yeah, I love how he's like, What who, like who's in danger? Like he just yeah. keeps asking him, like, why, who? It's brilliant. It's such and a good Maxwell way. Maxwell is like, he's, he starts to get on guard because of it, right? Yeah. He's like a science station in the Qualar system. Doesn't serve any purpose, but yeah. it'd be a good strategic location for a military supply base. It It's pointed directly at three Federation-controlled sectors. Yeah. They're running supply ships in and out. They're not yeah. for scientific purposes. The like, amount of supply ships going to it is, like, how much science equipment do yeah. you need, right? Like and Picard's like, why didn't you contact Starfleet then? Yeah, which is what a normal human yeah. being would do. So it's like, right? oh, the, Maxwell's got a real problem with bureaucrats. Yeah. Uh, which oh, yeah. he labels anyone who does not agree with him, which is another extremely yeah. smart piece of writing to label someone Very who fascist. stands against you. Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, and he's like, Why didn't you ask Starfleet? And he's like, I don't want to have the bureaucrats sifting through reports for months to make a decision. I had to act now. And what's I'm wild like, is why? like, this, this dude could have been a hero by just re- sending a report in. That's yeah. like, Hey, I think there's some weird stuff going on. I don't really have like proof, but like, maybe we could like keep an eye on it. He doesn't yeah. even have to do anything, right? Like, he would yeah. rather kill, he's ready to kill. He's pissed, yeah. He's he's switched to kill mode. (laughs) Murder, death, kill. That's another movie he's in. He loves the murder, death, kill. Uh, He's the He's the bad guy in that one. (laughs) He's the chief, right? Um, Maxwell, like, stands up and he's like, smells like pig in here. (laughs) It's like pretty fucking much, right? Like... (laughs) <laughs> Smells like bitch in here. That's yeah. <laughs> what I thought he was going to say. Picard's like, you nearly plunged the Federation into another endless war with yeah. the Cardassians. Yeah. And he's like, I prevented war. Or at least delayed it. Yeah. Man, this is wild. And like, Picard's like, what you did was get revenge for the loss of your family. And Maxwell's like, no!
1: I would never.
0: Yeah, he pulls like a Picard in first contact, which is maybe a Jerry Taylor thing, right? Yeah, it could be. Actually, He doesn't throw the gun at the ships though. No, that would have been way cooler. You ruined your little ships. Uh he's like history <laughs> will shit. remember he's like, Picard, you're a fool. History will remember you as a fool because you're a fool, Picard. <laughs> And yeah. Picard's like, well, if if history says I'm a fool, then I'm a fool. That's fine. Yeah, he doesn't and care. Maxwell's like, I'll be vindicated once the, it comes out what the Cardassians have done. And he's like, well, whatever they've done or not is irrelevant. It's absolutely true. Like, yeah. It's... it's the ends do not justify the means. That is not how the federation operates, right? No, you don't, absolutely not. You don't go off and kill a bunch of people and say, "See, I was right." Because no. you're not right. Like yeah, you it, might have it been correct. It doesn't matter if you're right yeah. or not at that yeah. point. It's about the ideals that you're yeah. upholding. Yeah. Uh, yeah Maxwell loses his shit at this point. Like he's pissed. Yeah. And Picard's like he's like, "Picard, come with me." And Well, I'll show you that I've been telling the truth. All you have to do is board this uh, science station and you'll find out. Picard's like, what we're going to do is you're going to return to your ship, set a course to Starbase 211, and I will take you there with the Enterprise. Yeah, he's like, I'll leave you the dignity of piloting your ship back and not towing it back in disgrace yeah with you in the brig such an old timey like sailor ass thing right? yeah it is which turns out to be a bit of a mistake for a minute yeah it does because (laughs) um the phoenix once he's on board his ship the phoenix immediately alters course and they uh they both race at warp nine to cardassia or a Cardassian ship that's just a few light years away. I love the the, the ship turning out of the warp. And they're like, ah, sir. <laughs> What's going on? The Phoenix is changing course. Oh, shit. And uh, <laughs> Riker's like, do you rem- remember that O'Brien was Maxwell's tactical officer? And Picard's like, oh, good, good, good. And orders him to the bridge. One racist yeah. can take out another, right? <laughs> It's like yeah, negative numbers makes Um, makes positive. But when they get there, the Phoenix isn't attacking the Cardassian ship. Yeah, Um, but the Cardassian ship is running a high-powered subspace field, which makes scanning it impossible.
1: Mm, Which is quite
0: suspicious. That's weird. And not Dukat's like, I don't know. That's just how we do it. Daisy. But he's like, do do I fire on a Federation starship, or do I allow him to do what he's about to do? Yeah. Uh, O'Brien is like, look, uh, Maxwell's my man. We've been inside each other. We understand each other. (laughs) Uh, Let me go over there. I can beam over with... uh, loophole in writing that lets yeah, me do that Star Trek balloon science we'll never yep. bring this up again but I can do yeah. it um, they fix it they patch it after it <laughs> and uh Picard initiates red alert oh fuck but uh O'Brien beams over anyway Uh, Maxwell is on his ship he's staring out the window he's thinking man I've got him I'm, I know what I'm doing yeah I'm definitely not nuts yeah. Yep, I'm the I'm the smart one. I'm yep. the I'm the not crazy one. Picard's the fool. History will remember him as a fool. Oh, just saying that makes you the history fool. <laughs> uh, O'Brien comes in and Maxwell pull, like pulls a gun on him, and he's like, oh, I, don't he's a a "I don't have a gun." Yeah, and <laughs> uh, he's like, "I want Picard to board that Cardassian vessel and see what I would see." And O'Brien's like, "He he won't. He definitely won't." Yeah. He's like, well, he won't attack me to protect the enemy. He, and he's like, he, he definitely, definitely will. He will. <laughs> There's no war. This isn't a war. And Maxwell's yeah, like, those yeah. bloody fucking spoonheads, they live to make war. Yeah, he says, what has this war come to? And yeah. that, that fucking hit me like a ton of bricks, man. Just, it reminded me of like a video I saw of a guy who was in Iraq, and he was having like a PTSD. Breakdown, and he thought he was in Iraq. Like he thought he still, oh God. yeah, that's, was w- that's in what Iraq. this dude's at. That's where he's yeah. at at this point, right? And it like, was like war never ended to him. It was like fucked up. It was really hard to watch. But I was like, man, that's so fucked up, right? Yeah, like absolutely. So that's a that's it, yeah. a powerful inclusion here. They he says yeah. that, and they start sort of reminiscing about Set like three. Uh, a dude named Stompy. Yeah, they call him Stompy. <laughs> Uh, but what was that song that Stompy always sung that we liked? And then they <laughs> sing the same song from earlier. Yeah, and it's it's like a, a powerful little moment. But then when like, you're in war and it fucking sucks, war fucking sucks and everyone dies. <laughs> but like at the end of it, like in the very last line, Maxwell does not sing along with him. Yeah, and the last line is "A one faithful harp shall praise Thee." Yep. He does not sing that line. Mhm. He's like, "I'm not going to be able to win this fight, am I?" And O'Brien says, "No, sir." Nope. <laughs> Captain Maxwell turns his ship over and transports aboard the Enterprise. He is uh confined to quarters. They don't throw him in the brig. I, I Why would they even say that about the brig? Like I don't know. It's there's like a strange sort of like lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's been nonstop since I said it. I I hear it every now and then. I'm just glad it's back, honestly. It's like the third host, really, I think. Is Lawnmower. <laughs> Kevin thirty seven, move over for lawnmower. It's all lawnmower man. time now. <laughs> um There's I'll, well, let me get to the ending here and I'll talk about yeah, it. Um yeah. Picard is like, Well, good job, Mr. O'Brien. You avert, you may have averted a war. And O'Brien says, even though Maxwell's actions were wrong, I was proud to have served with him and think he's an amazing captain. And Golma says, like, his loyalties are admirable but misplaced. Yeah. Picard's like, I think you have much to learn about humans. Uh, Maxwell was was a great captain. He got a bunch of fucking commendations. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. That he could not adjust himself to peace makes him an object of pity, but he shall not be dismissed. Yeah, man, it's 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 the video I was talking about. It's this. It's just it's sad. It's not. It is very he, sad. Yeah. I, the difference being that, like, the man in that video didn't just murder no, yeah, people. That guy was like, like, emotionally, psychologically yeah. damaged, Absolutely. just like Maxwell was. Right. It's the only difference is Maxwell had. The means of power Absolutely. to destroy, destroy an entire planet. And you know mean, what like, I mean? Saying the <laughs> 750 people were killed isn't exactly like accurate because he destroyed a supply ship before that. Yeah, he killed more than that. So yeah, he, he may have killed up to a thousand people because they he's, were like uh, there were 600 on the one supply ship. There might be yeah. 600 on the next or whatever. Yeah, like it's he's a mass murderer, right? Yeah. Like. It's so crazy. It's it's a little weird that I'm landing more on Massette's side here. Like I understand it's sad. Yeah. I understand that uh, what he went through was horrific, but that doesn't erase the right m- the mass murder he just did. I will say <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Had the snake man not been smuggling weapons. Tr- well, me and the lawnmower are gonna stay out of this one, I think. Um <laughs> But Picard's like... uh, And I I do believe it turns out that Maxwell was right all along, isn't it? And Masset's like, what do you mean? And he's like, the the transports in the outpost clearly point to Cardassian's rearming in secret for war. Yeah. And Masset's like, if you believe that, why didn't you board the transport? And Picard's like... Yeah. My mission was to protect the peace. And if I had gone there, we would be arming for war right now. Right now. Yeah. But take one message with you off my ship to your superiors. We'll be watching. And yeah, the man. Set, like glares at him, and he turns the chair around like, I'm fucking done with you. He turns the chair around? Oh, my God. It's a, it's a power move, man. It is a power Dude. move. It's just like the power move when uh, Maxwell comes to Picard's ready room, and he tells him, uh, Maxwell to sit down. Yeah. And Maxwell doesn't want to sit down first. He doesn't want to sit down, because that's like a... He gives like, like a, a little, yeah. he gives like a little chuckle, right? But like, you yeah. can tell how uncomfortable he is with the idea yeah. that he has to sit down and be talked to by another captain. This it's way. like these dicks are swinging, man, right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy it's, how smart that is, the writing. It's a really well-written episode, especially for yeah. being like a writer's room special. Yeah, I, uh, I really like this episode a lot. Uh, the, I forgot how good it was. It's uh, it's interesting to note, maybe a little John Larroquette fun fact of the week, that this episode was inspired by uh, Heart of Darkness. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, I can see that. Uh, director Chip Chalmers said, This episode aired during the Gulf War and was about Picard yeah. doing everything he could to prevent a war, happening during a time when the United States of America was doing everything it could to start a war. Yeah. I thought it was a real interesting dichotomy of ideas at that time. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. I, I like how Picard, like, accomplishes his mission and doesn't have to fire on anyone. That's so Star Trek. It like, absolutely is. I mean, that's it, that's what Star Trek, like, strives for. That, f- yeah. that future where we are like that. We would do anything to prevent a war as long as it... it the war wasn't necessary in any way shape or form yeah man Picard is like the master like he is the master of like setting aside his himself his emotions and doing what's best for everybody right like he's like I believe in this peace more than I believe in catching you smuggling weapons right like yeah it's it's smart it's really it's very wide viewed he has a very wide view of the universe it's um, it's a little strange to think about because This is the first episode Cardassians are introduced in. Yeah, and um, I find that Cardassians are like Romulans two yes, yes, and they made Romulans kind of obsolete. Like the threat yeah. of the Romulan Empire seems so weak. Well, it makes sense, right? Just like the Romans, like. Their empire is coming to an end, whether they know it or not, right? Yeah, which uh, I think was incredibly smart to weave into the narrative of Deep Space Nine. Yes, like yeah. the f- the failing Romulan Empire has to pick a side, and yeah. the Federation wants to be that side. Yeah, they would rather the Romulans be their allies than their enemies, right? Like, which is th- very much the Federation way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and think about how much the Federation kind of looks the other way about the way Klingons do mm-hmm. their shit. Like mm-hmm. we're like we as Federation members cuz we're Federation. We're in it, yeah. Uh, we're very much about making allies even if we do have to make some uh allowances. Yeah, I mean it's really the only way, right? Like it's smart. It's like, well, we'll just we'll do this now and then we'll deal with the, the minutia later, which ultimately it's that's what it is, right? It's mm-hmm. like if the Klingons want to start some shit, then later we'll talk about it, you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's the difference as well is like Klingons have stopped conquering planets at this point. Like, yeah, you can be a Federation point, yeah. ally if you're out here, like, yeah. uh, colonializing, right? Yeah, or colonizing. Which, is why, which is why the like, the Cardassians, like, are such a huge problem later, and but to their credit, though, like, in Deep Space Nine, there are the Cardassians who are like, we don't want to do this anymore, and we're, they're we're fucking- tired ass- of the endless yeah. war. And they're fucking assassinated, right? Like, yeah. the, the, the Tapa Council or whatever, like, they're fucking exterminated. And that comes back around when uh, the Cardassians rebel against the Dominion, because they're yeah. so- t- they're tired of subjugation, but they're also tired of constant war. They want to yeah. change what their planet is fundamentally Mentally. Yeah, and it's wild that Damar was the guy to lead that. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's that's so smart. It could have been some random idiot, right? But it's Damar. Yeah, Damar really turns himself around. He's a he's like a feckless lackey to begin with. Yeah, he's a fucking bitch, is what it, he is. He's, he's like a bitch ass lackey, and then yeah. he uh, he becomes a drunk. He's an uh, alcoholic. He, he's like a, he's drowning all of his sorrows. He becomes an alcoholic. And then he turns all of that around and becomes the hero of Cardassia. He's like George Washington times a thousand. He's like George Washington <laughs> Hitler times a thousand. He's like gay George Washington Hitler. <laughs> uh, look up Dr. Gay Hitler. We're not <laughs> just being fucked here. <laughs> this is a real man. And his father's name was George Washington Hitler. Like, I still can't decide which of those is funnier, to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's so funny. Some days George Washington Hitler is funnier. Some yeah. days Gay Dr. Hitler. Gay Hitler yeah. is funnier. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's take a commercial break, and then we'll be back with uh, our patented Cochrane to Catfish Warp Scale of Quality review score for this episode. I can't wait. We'll be right back. You'll be on the edge of your seat. we'll be
1: right back. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Pizza Bagel Bites. Bite-sized
0: pizzas on wholesome little bagels. Bites. Welcome back to Just Gonna Get a Pizza Cast. You're making me wanna go get a pizza. It's pizza time, baby. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Now I'm gonna <laughs> have to put that fucking commercial in, huh? <gasps> when pizza's on a bagel, a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. <laughs> I think willie nelson sang that i think that was willie i think it was a willie original yep so we've got we've got our patented Cochrane to catfish warp scale of quality where warp one is a bad show and it's a call a cochran even though zephram cochran is the father of the federation you're um, so hung up on this look i'm explaining I'm just i explaining. don't understand what there's not to get about that No, it makes perfect sense. I'm doing it for new listeners. (laughs) As if we'll ever have any. (laughs) You are correct, sir. (laughs) Uh, With how spacious this episode was, it would fit right on that show. Um, And, of course, a Warp 10 is a great show, which is a catfish, which is from a bad episode. Anyway... Josh, where are you you putting this on the warp scale of quality? Man, this episode is so good. I'm going, like, eight and a half. I might even go nine, dude. Damn. This is so good. This is like a Forgotten Gem episode, I think. Yes. I only say eight and a half because, like, I feel... It's kind of like I feel bad that I don't think of this as, like, one of the better episodes, even though it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, this should be in that list, that, like, pantheon of, like, some of the best episodes of TNG, I think it gets forgotten because TNG has so many great episodes. Yeah, this is season four, right? So there's so many good episodes already that have happened. Season three, season four, season five, these are, like, prime Star Trek. Yeah, this is season four, episode 12, so it's, like, smack in the middle of, like, that whole era of good shows. It's... It's like a. it should be a classic episode. I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. Why isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Too real. Too raw. <laughs> it's because Gold Ducott wants you to forget about it. We've been like Psyoped. He <laughs> don't want you to remember Gull giant G- Jane Duh. Yeah. 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 Gold, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not Gold Dukat. Gull real name held. <laughs> For personal (laughs) reasons. Redacted. Goal redacted. Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to give it... Because, again, there's like a different curve for every series, right? And I think a lot of really great episodes get lost for TNG because that curve for TNG is so high. Yeah. Those episodes are so incredibly, like... Like, yeah, they're they're in like a pantheon of amazing episodes, like Josh said. They're their own. It's their own. It's thing. like a Mount Olympus of yeah. episodes, and I think this is uh, like an eight. I think it's yeah. like a, it's an amazing episode of television. It's uh, it's it's not like Darmok. It's not like the Inner Light, but it should be in a, in the same list as them somewhere. If this if this episode were like a Voyager episode, it would be the best sh- episode of the series. Oh by yeah. Far. Absolutely. This would it, be the best Voyager far. episode. Ten, yeah. 10 plus. Out of yeah. 10. Yeah. yeah, double double catfish. <laughs> you get Two-headed the triple catfish. catfish. You get the Damn. you get the big Vegas uh slot <laughs> reward. <laughs> You do What's... you do it? He goes ching ching ching, Yee-haw, yee-haw Ben Maxwell. <laughs> What's my favorite part though is like when uh, Ben Maxwell goes home, he goes into his office and he puts a bullet in his head. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like at the end of Shawshank Sh- Redemption, right? <laughs> uh, my favorite part is uh, when he calls Picard bitch made in his own <laughs> office. <laughs> Mid. He calls him Mid. You fucking Mid-ass bitch. <laughs> Smells like Mid in here. Were you the one telling me about Mid? Or was Paul telling me about Mid? I, I used Mid earlier. Yeah, but I think Paul was telling I me about Mid. I definitely didn't tell you about Mid. And I was like, that's some zany ass shit, Paul. So... <laughs> It's zenial is hard to deal with as a term for me. It's why I don't use it because people who are like Gen X slash millennial, yeah. like right on the edge, called themselves zenials. It's not true. Uh, Gen Z are zoomers, zoomers because they're tiny children to me, even mm-hmm. though the the oldest of them are like 26 or 27 now. Yeah, they're we babbies <laughs> still, yeah. I'm going to be like boomers and pretend like they're in high school forever. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm just like using millennials as like the kids now, right? Like that's what boomers do. Which is nuts because the youngest millennial is like 27. Yeah. 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 Wow. We are adults now. All of us. Fuck, man. Life sucks. Yeah, true. True. Okay. Go haul off on some kind of racist crusade. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Edward O'Joshua. <laughs> O'Joshin. Hender Brian. O'Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The- uh, again, like the, I feel like the curve is killing it this time. It, it would be like a 9 or a 10 on any other show. Um, I feel like... O'Brien really shines as a character in this yeah. episode. I think this is one of the first episodes where they're like, man, that Cole Meany guy can act his ass off, right? Yeah, he's great at acting, yeah. We need to start using him more. Because yeah. he really, like... Especially the scene where Picard sort of gives him the speech that's supposedly about Maxwell, but really catches him too. Like, Picard knows what he's doing. And O'Brien turns towards the camera and he goes back to work but he like can't work anymore. He's just yeah. so caught up on what was just said. He's like the, the turmoil on his face is palpable. Yeah. He's he's a really really good actor. His number one role uh uh was in <laughs> uh Con Air as uh oh, evil FBI agent. Of course. Who his, has that Corvette? His number one role was uh, Charlie's dad. on It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I haven't got there yet. I have not. I've, I haven't seen that show in a long he time. He is so unbelievably normal. Especially like, why every guest character is like more normal than the gang, of course. But <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. This is yeah. so funny. <laughs> That's Philadelphia for you. <laughs> it's an accurate representation of Philadelphia. True. Gotta have my tools, my tools! (laughs) I like to bound, I like to bind, I like to be bound! It's fetish shit! (laughs)
1: What? (sighs) Eight
0: and a half! I I give it an eight. I miss, uh, I, I feel like I missed my calling being on these type of shows. Why? I feel like I could have been a perfect, uh... Character actor in Unhinged television. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could have been. What a shame that I do a, a terrible podcast instead. <laughs> I'm kidding. Here's the thing I like making jokes like that, and I always have, but I've yeah. held off so hard on doing it for M Class because I did it on Rider Club Radio, and uh, eventually, like, not even eventually, like, pretty much right off the bat, your fans start shitting on you. Yeah, they 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 think it's it's real. Yeah, yeah. They start shitting on you all the time, and like even when you tell them, like, "Yo, that's like not cool. I don't know you. Like, just because I made a joke doesn't mean that you could shit on me." They're like, "Ha ha ha, that's funny." It's not self-deprecation if it's actual deprecation. You're just deprecating me. (laughs) Yeah, you're just depreciating my value. Actually, this podcast fucking rules. Yeah. That's, that's how awesome we are, is that we can suck so hard that we're still awesome. <laughs> That'll I, blow your fucking mind. Even the worst episode of M-Class is better than whatever podcast you're making. Yeah, my worst day is better than your best day. That's uh, how it is. Now I think it's a good time to say you can support us on M-Class <laughs> on patreon.com slash Podcast. We need your money to continue making this show where we just blatantly shit on you at the end of it. We need you. Yeah. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to behind the scenes posts, wallpapers of every piece of art that I make for the show, and a Discord full of just absolute lunatics that you could talk Star Trek with. Yeah. Crazier than us. We're, We're insane. Just saying something. Yeah. Maybe less spacist. We'll see. Who Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I don't go in there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. And you need links to anything related to us. You want links to merchandise, which we still do. Yeah. We still have... Fanny packs. Haven't been shut down yet. We have uh, three or four shirt designs up. I'll eventually make new ones. He lied. Um, <laughs> you, uh, there's a listing of every uh, episode we've covered, including links to them. And all of this can be found... Of course, link, it links to all our socials, links to where all the shows is at and everything at mclasspodcast.com. No dashes, no spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find that link and uh, most like a lot of shit posting at uh, Twitter at mclasspodcast. Lots of shit posts. I, I don't know how long Twitter is going to be a thing. I've said that for about a year now, because, man... We're it, all moving to Spoutable, then, right? Sp- is that <laughs> is that spoutable? what we're doing? Yeah, let just get another spoutable? one. Spoutable? It's like a whale. It's got spout. Um, I thought people were moving to uh, Substack... Oh, well, if that's but where we're going... It turned out it's... the guy who runs Substack is a neo-Nazi, so I don't know where we're moving now. No, let's not go there, then. I don't no. want to go to no fucking Gold Dukat website. Not, I'm not trying to go from Gull Twitter to Gold Ducat's <laughs> social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Everything's a joke. Everything's yeah. funny. As long as Twitter's still around, you can follow Josh at uh, Henderson1983. You sure. can follow me at underscore Jeff Pennington. Uh, the real at Jeff Pennington will rue the day. Um, <laughs> check out our other podcast, Bros Before Pros. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a fucking con- great. It's a continuation of plus, uh plus two whole new universes of prompt-based stories. Uh, Rich Masters writes sci-fi, in his universe, the Omniverse, one better than the Multiverse. Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you can get uh, spooky, scary skeleton stories in my universe, which is called Spooky Vision for some reason. Spooky though, Vision! Even though it is an audio format. That's uh, nah, why it's called that. It's funny. <laughs> Check that shit out, brosbeforepros.card.co. That's two R's. And you know what? Big thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can check his shit out at vitizen.card.co. Card with two R's. Uh, uh, cool beats and hot treats. Check them out. Hell yeah. I love that guy. Uh, um, what else? We're going to hang go- out and play Mario Kart soon, I think. What? You and Vitizen? Yeah. That's fun. What the you know, SNES Mario Kart or uh, Switch or what? Probably Switch. Um, you can come too if you want. It's happening at my house. I I don't. I have your address. I can just stalk you now. Yeah, you can. I have. I've had your address for ages, and I thought. Uh, I don't know. I like Uber drivers can't find where your house is. I won't be able to either. It's not <laughs> difficult. It's not that Uber can't <laughs> find me. It's fucking Domino's Pizza people can't find me. Oh. The most highly trained pizza delivery people <laughs> in America. They're like, an apartment? Oh, fuck that. I don't know. I, I left it on the sidewalk by the trash cans if you want to go get it. People can live on top of stuff? What a too, concept! Too much for me. I'm not doing that shit and they throw it away. We need to actually hang out in person once before we die, I think. <laughs> Yeah. We've known each mean, other we, for like eight years. We'll do like M class con and it'll be in like wherever the halfway is, some nowhere place, right? <laughs> we'll rent out like a fucking uh like Sheridan Inn. Yeah, I was conference say, room. Like, yeah, like a Motel Six or some shit, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad idea. It's not it's not the worst idea I've ever had, uh, though. That, that would be really funny and uh we can, even if it like went really pathetic and no one showed up which it would yeah. we we would get like a really funny bit to do on Twitter. We can it. record yeah, we could just record us just playing like fucking PlayStation or something in the room. <laughs> Welcome to M Class Con. There's We've, literally yeah. two of us. We've got like fucking sleeping bags under the table at the <laughs> convention center. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd this be is so our room. This uh, is where we're sleeping tonight. If you want M Class Con to become a real thing, head on over to patreon.com M Class Podcast and drop some money. You know, we lost $100 in pledges this month? That's terrible. We are very poor, Ooh. and uh, the show is really run off of your support. Yes. so... There, it does there is a certain group of patrons who are like yelling at their podcast right now. Like they know what we lost, and they're like, "That doesn't count, you fucking liars." It does count, but the regular listeners don't know. <laughs> it counts. It's all money to me, right? Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. We love and cherish each and every one of you, especially if you're a patron, like way more than a normal listener. Yeah, like you're way better than normal people. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, We will be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. Time to go to my anti-spoonhead website. (laughs) Oh, shit, you're still recording. You're still recording. Oh, Oh, shit, turn it off. I'm mentally ill.